1: We're on, we're on. This is Omar Ahmed for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. But we we're just having a ch- chat about this before we start recording. Um, let's just quickly uh, talk about the football uh, yesterday, Gareth. Disappointing.
0: Yeah, very for England, I thought. Used to write about football, very in the arsenal. Uh, I used to write about um, football uh, for the Telegraph and for the Hybrid Express as the Arsenal correspondent way back when when Arsene Wenger was manager, when he first came as manager of um, Arsenal, it was a fantastic group of players. You know, I remember befriending Ian Wright and, and the, that back four, Seaman, Winterburn, Bold, Dixon, Keown, Adams. Um, and, uh, and I used to write Lee, Lee Dixon and Martin Keown's columns in the Telegraph, Bob Wilson's columns. Yeah, Gary Lineker's first columns ever in the Sunday Telegraph. I wrote his columns. Um, you know, it's an extraordinary game, football. And You know, it's a bit like boxing when when momentum, when a a fight seesawing, it was a seesawing match yesterday. And I really do think England could have won that 4-2, you know, and if they'd been given their luck and opportunities. But, you know, you feel the whole nation slow down to watch it. I really enjoyed it last night. There were open fire going, cooked a turkey roast uh, with my girlfriend, and we watched it. And, uh, yeah, it was was a real shame for England. Um, Woulda, shoulda, coulda, as we say in boxing you know?
1: Absolutely, yeah. And there was a away from that. Obviously, that was the, the focus for the country um, last night. But there was a, a lot of boxing action that obviously we we're going to discuss on this, Gareth. But just before that, I just want to go back a couple of weeks to uh, Tottenham and just speak about the the heavyweight division and the landscape. I got the feeling, I'm sure you did as well, that press conference after the fight, that really the the top of the division in terms of the titles, they're planning it around Fury, and Joyce. And uh, that is sort of the mix that they're going with. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you got that same impression, Gareth.
0: Yeah, and it's funny. I mean, got a little bit of stick for mentioning Anthony Joshua, but love to have seen him there on the night. He fought there a year ago. And I know Fury doesn't go to Joshua's fight nights as well. So you can make the argument that that crossover doesn't happen. But I'd love to have seen Anthony Joshua there on the night, just sticking his head in a little bit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Causing a bit of aggro. Um no, but why not? And and I think we're sorely missing him because the axis that you mentioned developing is Fury going Usick and Joyce next year. So is Joshua going white and wilder? You know? Um and and, and are we are we moving further away from the Joshua uh, While well, uh, Joshua Fury fight ever happening? Maybe. Um, I've got it in my notes to, to chase up with uh, Messrs. Warren and Aram, uh, Krasiuk and Klimas tomorrow to see where they are with us because it's 10 days since the fight tomorrow and they told us that they want to try and get this over the line before Christmas so um, I'll be giving them a little nudge and trying to get a few quotes to move the story on. There's nothing in the way of it, is there? Um, I suppose other than the World Cup coming to a close so that part of the world's is kind of settled, and, and the Saudis, where we believe it will go, will have put their offer in by then. But but we need to know. Frank, Frank I think Frank's, um, Frank's out of action for a couple of days, but I'm going to try and get hold of him on the text. Okay.
1: So do you think uh, before the year ends, we could have a, a press conference, an announcement for that fight? Is that realistic?
0: It is. We don't really need a press conference, I don't think. Um, but it would be great if we did have one. Um, I hope it's realistic. They are saying it is. I want them to be true to their word. Um, You know, there was quite a lot of fallout negatively towards Derek Chisora not being pulled out earlier on the night. If his corner had pulled him out after eight rounds, no one would have been moaning about it, frankly. It was six minutes too long, you know, or or two rounds too long. Um, Why Don Charles didn't pull him out, I don't know, because he knows Derek well enough to know that Derek's not going to cuff him for doing it. He would only do it because they're like brothers, you know. Um, and, you know, and the other argument is Derek was there for AJ when he fought in Saudi. So why wasn't uh, AJ there for Derek when he fought in London, you know? Um, yeah, but I think I think we could have some really, really big heavyweight fights next year. Daniel Dubois needs properly testing. Um, he got away with that WBA ruling not being upheld by the three knockdown rule being uh, uh, not upheld by the box and water control which they don't um he, i don't buy that he was really hurt and knocked down i think he really did do his knee i don't think he was trying to feign that in any way um but it was what it was as an evening it was the tyson fury show again wasn't it you know
1: how much of a threat is uh joe joyce to both Uzik and fury whoever he fights in the in the summer
0: it was a world-class press conference because Tyson Fury spoke the truth, as did Warren, as did Aram. I think he's right. I think Joe Joyce is a bigger test. And Fury's not going, mm, well, I think I'll duck him. Do you know what I mean? Say, no, I'll have you. If you sick doesn't want me, I'll fight you in, 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 in the summer. That would sell out Wembley Stadium. Yeah. Easy. And it's a really good fight. Yeah, There's two, not fights, There's two fights I want to see Joe Joyce in. One with Tyson Fury and one with Deontay Wilder.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Joyce Wilder, is uh, that's just not popcorn cool. stuff, yeah. But, um, yeah, not many people call out the juggernaut, to be fair.
0: No, and I think Fury's got to work hard to outbox him and have a tough time against him. Um, it may not be edif- that edifying, but it will be a push for him and a test for him. The weird thing is, both Usyk and Joyce are older than Fury, you know? <laughs> Yeah. You yeah. know. So, but you know, it, it, for me. If you want to do a recap of the year, I'd love to do that in the next few weeks. But if if you know if you want me to do it and we find the time, hundred percent. It's not been a fantastic year for the sport, in my no. view. Um, we still haven't got a resolution on Conor Ben. What's going on with that? You know, um, it's gone very quiet. Um, Chris Eubank Jr. saying. You know, I think I mentioned to you I might have said this before, but saying that if he'd known about the second test he wouldn't have he wouldn't have taken the fight. Mm-hmm. Just shows you, you know. Um and I'm uh, looking forward to his fight. We've got twenty twenty-three could be really good. We might finally see Spence and Crawford. I don't know if you're gonna come on to that in a minute. We might finally see that. We might see all those lightweights facing off, you know, with the Haney's and the Tank Davis and the Basil Lomachenko's and all that. But we could talk about next year you know, in, in a recap of the year. But um, like you say, it has been a really busy weekend for boxing. Some very interesting stuff going on. Hmm. Just
1: before we come on to uh, the action from all the cards last night, she's going to throw a, a little curveball at you. I don't think you're expecting this one. just seen um, Andrew Tate's made some comments saying he believes his fight with Jake Paul's not going to happen. How big would that fight be, Tate v. Paul?
0: Well, Andrew Tate's just come across my radar. Um, and I mean have just started looking up now. I think he and he and um what's his name now? Um Bert Davis. No, not Burt Davis, um, um Big Geordie. Big Geordie is he called? Oh
1: true Geordie.
0: True Geordie. Yeah. That's how important he is, I don't remember. Is it Bert Davis, his name?
1: Uh, Brian Davis, I think. i I'm Brian up- Davis.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Brian Davis, Burt Davis, whatever. Big Geordie. Uh, true geordie. Um now they were gonna fight, weren't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And Tate, I think, was a legit kickboxer, a Muay Thai fighter, four-time
1: world champion.
0: now I don't know. Sorry, I don't know a lot about Andrew Tate, other than um, I, I know he called out the True Geordie, um, and he looks physically in really good shape. I've got to say that, and you know, as you have mentioned, he's he's a four-time world kickboxing Muay Thai champion. Um, him against Jake Paul, he probably gets beaten. Who gets beaten. gets beaten? Tate. Yeah, probably gets beaten. Wow. Okay. Okay. I think Jake Paul. I think Jake Paul beats them all. I can't. I can't believe he beat Anderson Silva.
1: When you say beats I, them I, all, I still, what world are we talking?
0: About just all of them that he eventually you
1: don't mean the canellos of the world do you gareth just to clarify
0: no 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 he he carefully picks his opponents come on let's be honest about this if he they will look very very carefully at whether andrew tate is beatable or not he's not a boxer remember he's a kickboxer um will that fight happen yes there you go
1: Exclusive right there from yourself. Um. All right, let's start with action we saw in uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Terence Crawford devastating really finish of David Avenushin. He was putting up a good fight up till then. But um, do you think he's pound for pound number one, Terence Crawford?
0: Well, he looks amazing against a guy who's really got a chin of granite. The Armenian Russian based in Nottingham. You know, David David Avinusian was making a good fight of it up till then. I thought, you know, um. But Crawford is special he is next next level You know, talk about go back to the football and talk about people whether they're world class or this that and the other there's world class and there's elite class and that was a kind of lion lionel messi maradona stroke palais kind of uppercut right hook from nowhere right in the box right in the box bing bang it was amazing and you look at no one's been able to budge avanissian have they really no you know with that chin of his so no he's special and yeah maybe he is number one pound for pound maybe we should make him pound pound number one so that errol spence comes out of his cave and just has the fight i mean look what happened to him again on saturday night
1: i saw 14
0: yeah. year old in a stolen car crashes into the front of him wrecks his car his third car accident in three years and with the one in 2019 thank God he wasn't wearing his belt because he would be no more. Because remember, he was ejected, didn't break any bones. I mean, it's weird. And now he's survived three crashes. Let's get the fight on, you know?
1: Yeah, that was going to be my quick question on Terence Crawford before we move on. Um, so we saw that video a few weeks back that he was uh, that he put out on his Instagram talking about Al Heyman and, and Spence and why the fight didn't happen. It didn't sound great in terms of Uh, A fight fan looking at that thinking, you know, could the fight happen? It didn't seem like it's ever going to get there, to be honest, from what he was saying.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's going to move mountains now to make that fight happen. I had an interview with him myself on Zoom like this a couple of weeks back before he fought Avanissian. And he was saying, look, if I don't get Spence, there's always Jaron Ennis, who's a great fighter in the division as well. And there's always Virgil Ortiz for me to fight. There's still those two fights. So it could preclude that fight from happening for another year. But I think 2023 has got to be the year it happens. The the promotion and control has got to be right in the background, as was what I'm hearing from the Heyman side. Um, yeah, that was a 25-minute explanation the other day as well when he sat there hmm. on stage at the press conference or the early press conference for Avanisian explaining that I just don't know how to get this over the line. It would be a massive travesty if those welterweights never meet. What are they? S- nearly 80 fights between them undefeated. Crawford's, yeah, 39 and 38, I think it is, something like that. Um, Crawford's come up three weight divisions. Spence is the naturally bigger man. He should have the advantages. He's a very, very smart southpaw fighter. Um yeah, it's just disappointing. I, I mean, we, I, I, I can't remember how many times I've been asked the question, when do you think Spence and Groth will be made? And we thought it was close recently, and then they fall apart. And as he told me in my chat with him, it's not going ahead at the moment. So now it will. That's I think those are supposed to comments as well, but brilliant performance by him. He he's extraordinary, um, so gifted. He, he he's, he's so talented. And so comfortable with everything he does. And that's why I think Shaka Stevenson in the same camp, in the same stable, and they spar together. Shaka, obviously being 25 to Crawford's 35 years now. Yeah. Watch, watch Shakur take over. He's my favourite. He's my favourite in the world. Shakur will be pound for pound in 18 months.
1: Yeah. Um, standing. in... Staying in the United States. Um, I haven't actually caught up with this fight yet between T. Lopez and Sandor Martin. Um, because of so many cards from last night. Um I haven't watched the fight as yeah. I said. Um Same. a lot a lot of people on social media saying no, they thought Martin nicked the fight.
0: I haven't seen it yet either. I've read a lot around it. I've seen that T T um, was down early, came back. Um yeah, and uh, my great friend, Dan Raphael, I've read his report. Um, he doesn't have any ma- massive issue with it. Um, mm-hmm. It's a close fight. It's a close fight. Um, you know, that's what it's going to be. I- I've got to catch up as well with that. That's the one I haven't seen yet.
1: Well, I've seen well. Sky Sports have put it um, up on their YouTube, so yeah, come watch it on yeah, there.
0: Exactly, exactly, they have. Um, people don't realise we spend Loads of our kind of like free time watching fights that we need to catch. We need to catch up on, um, but I've caught up on on the UK ones as well. I don't know if you're interested in discussing that. Yeah, let's talk
1: about that. So, um, Josh Warrington um, suffering a loss last night. Um, yeah, thoughts on his performance and and also the scorecards.
0: I had it six six or seven five to um, uh, Lopez, who I thought. I don't like his style, it's awkward, it's tricky, but it was effective against Warrington last night. He moved around and threw massive punches from distance and kept his hands down. Then he kept his hands up or was in the clinch when they were in close. I thought he won six of the first eight rounds, something like that, or five of the first nine. Five of the first eight, yeah, but I definitely had him up, and then I had Warrington catching up towards the end, and Lopez looked exhausted and was caught in that weird. He was back in this weird stance, like he kept getting hit by the left hook, and he was standing like that and trying to get out of the way. He's a very weird fighter in the way he moved. Like he's back here, and then he's in here, isn't he? You know, <laughs> um, it wasn't. It, it was a very ex- gruelling fight to watch. If you know what i mean it was exhausting to watch josh never got the measure of him because he was in and out he was too elusive um and was more effective in moments in more moments during the fight it, it wasn't a great fight for me it, it wasn't a great fight visually because this you know the styles clashed so badly umar that there was so much holding i thought after the warning for holding late in the fight, that Lopez must have been very close to having a point deducted for holding. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think, had that happened, it would have been, what would have been then? Well, it would have just been a majority draw then, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'm glad that in some ways, I wouldn't have argued if it had been 7-5 the other way, but everyone would have been calling it hometown robbery. You know? Mm -hmm. It was a very close fight, but a horrible clash of styles. I think Warrington should fight him again if he can.
1: Depends if Lopez wants to give him the rematch, I suppose, but I think they're probably looking still at doing Warrington Wood from the comments I heard last night on interviews.
0: Yeah, it looked like that, but also knowing josh as i have for many many years he wants to fight in america so he can take all his fans from leeds to america all his fans to america um but yeah lee wood was there working in the studio for disown in the broadcast so obviously they were looking to line up but eddie hearn said that depending on josh you know he would still like to offer josh the opportunity to fight in america He's not going to get leo santa cruz now he's lost um so the unification's gone and it's whether he wants to fight this guy, get the belt back again, and then go for unification, but again, I don't think he's far from the end. Maybe two, three fights. So um the Lee Wood fight's gonna generate a lot of interest and money, Nottingham versus Leeds, huge. You know, and those two guys will get good paydays out of it. I mean where do you think he should go?
1: So it's hard for me to say I'm not in Josh Warrington's corner. I don't know what, what they're thinking, whether they want the, the world title back, whether they just want to do the biggest money fight in terms of a wood fight, etc. Depends what they want and where he is in his career. If he feels like he's only got one fight left.
0: If they find the right opponent, yeah. If, it, yeah but if they find the right opponent, he's fought... First time he's lost in Leeds, and I think he's fought there 17 or 18 times in his career. Um... Eddie's got a lot of um, cards in America now. So if there's an opportunity to go to America, Mm. I think he might well take it. But like you say, him and Lee Wood's a good fight. It's a weird one with Josh because he's got a fantastic engine. He gets stronger and stronger as a fight goes on. He's had those terrific fights with Lee Selby, Kid Galahad, Carl Frampton, Kiko Martinez now a couple of times. Um, And yet... He momentarily hurt Lopez last night, but then couldn't seem to finish. Um, and it's not going to get easier for him. You know, At 32, making £126. God, you were probably 11 when you were £126. <laughs> you know?
1: Gareth, just, yeah. uh, just you brought up Eddie there. I saw in a lot of um, his interviews last night, apart from the Warrington... Fight and on, on the card. A lot of the questions were about some comments Eddie made saying that Joshua's resume is better than Fury's. Now, obviously, he's, going to say that well, he's got a to Joshua's on, promoter, but who's, yeah. who's got a better resume?
0: Well, I mean, I'm sure I've discussed this with you before because every year Eddie says this, yeah? And Joshua's just lost three out of the last five, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, it's right. So, all right, let me put it this way. Does Fury beat um, Alexander Povetkin? Yes. Yes. Does Fury... Look what Fury did to White. Uh, um, Who else have they got in common? Look what Fury did to Chisora. Uh, Look what Fury did to Klitschko. Yeah? Yeah. Um, Never in trouble either. Never in trouble. Um, Look what Fury did to Wilder three times. Imagine Joshua against Wilder, yeah? Um, and the Klitschko that Joshua fought was two years older than the one that Fury beat, and he'd already been beaten by Fury. Does Fury beat Pulev? Yes. yes. Does Fury be, beat Andy Ruiz? Yes. Yes. Does Fury beat... Um...
1: Takam's another one on Joshua's list.
0: Oh, Takam. Yes. I mean, hello. You know, Wilder three times. White wasn't even... White Did White land a punch on Fury?
1: Not that I can recollect, to be honest. I just have to go and watch it back. I
0: can't remember anyway. I I can't remember. Um, Well, it... Uh, Then if Fury beats Usyk, yeah, well, I mean, it's not...
1: Okay, give me Fury's top three wins and then give me Joshua's top three wins.
0: Joshua's top three wins are Klitschko, Usyk too. It wasn't a win, but that was one of his best performances. Uh, Or his best three wins. Ugh. Joseph Parker's a good win for for Joshua. He was good that night in a weird fight. Um, The rematch again. (sighs) Right, hang on. At the the risk of... I haven't got his record in front of me. Right. Plechko. Parker. Parker. Povetkin. Yeah, Povetkin. Yeah, Povetkin. But look how easily White beat Povetkin
1: in the rematch. I mean, yeah. look
0: how easily Povetkin beat White as well. I mean, <laughs>
1: and then I think Fury's top three wins are pretty pretty straightforward. Well,
0: Fury's are two the two Wilders and Klitschko.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think we've got your answer on that. Anyway,
0: I mean, I mean, if Eddie had signed Tyson Fury when he was twenty eight stone, Tyson Fury would be Muhammad Ali coming out of. Hearn's mouth every day of the week. I've got Muhammad Ali. I've got the modern Muhammad Ali. Um, But the thing is, it wouldn't work because Frank and Bob allow Tyson to be himself, you know, whereas Eddie would have talked too much for Tyson. But listen, the other day, by the way, I had to think about this. You asked me in the Q&A, and I want to correct myself. Mm. I said Bob Arum, John King, Frank Warren, the best three promoters. Eddie's father, Barry Hearn, is in that mix as well. He, he was a phenomenal promoter. And the reason I didn't include Eddie, and he hasn't slid in my, into my DMs giving me insults, is that he's still got a long way to go because he's been, it's just the longevity of those other guys. So I was thinking about it after, it's, it's a really good question, you know. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, Eddie brings that up every now and again, doesn't he, about the, uh, <laughs> about the better resume, it's only because. Joshua's under fire, because it's all about Fury and Yusik and Joyce at the moment.
1: I think, let me get the exact quote um, he said. Uh, Just hold up. Anything, just off, you want to get off your chest about last night's action on the uh, Warrens? Yeah, well,
0: well, you say get off your chest, and then I'm going to mention Ebony Bridges, and it's not a deliberate segue. But I was sitting with my girlfriend watching her fight last night. Go on. And I do feel that she's a little savage. She is a savage. I mean, I'm supposed to be interviewing Ebony this week, and she'll probably give me a bit of stick over this, but she's just a brawler. She's a come forward brawler, isn't she?
1: So, this sorry, this was the quote that I was referring to. This was Eddie Hearn to pro boxing fans. Anthony Joshua's resume is in a different league to Tyson Fury's. Fury thought. Vladimir Klitschko and Deontay Wilder. That's it in terms of elite heavyweights. I know Dillian White was a good fight, but I'm talking about top, top, top guys consistently.
0: Top, top, top guys like
1: who? He's he's saying he's only fought Klitschko and Wilder in terms of top guys.
0: Yeah, but let's... What it what it needs it needs Joshua to fight Wilder and it needs Fury to fight Usyk and and then we and then we know, in terms of resumes. But and then they need to fight each other anyway. Um, it's 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 always going to be a debate till they fight. You Mm -hmm. know, simple as that. Um, Ebony Ebony, I'm delighted for by the way. Um, I mean I couldn't work out what were her. Mot- motivation into—I wouldn't know if she was trying to get into um, Shannon O'Connell's head in the way and, and all of that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. I thought she played it very cool last week. I keep—I said this from the start about um, Ebony. I met her a few years ago before she was famous, um, and you know, gave her a little bit of advice. Said, "Stop using the f bomb. You don't need it." She's a she's a very attractive very vivacious colorful character who's irrepressible who was a bodybuilder and a maths teacher in australia who's come over here and she's paving the way for other women not in the katie taylor mold not in the Clarissa shields mold in her own way and that's what i really admire about her she's doing it in her own way and she is a kind of slightly sassy out there character who's going to strip off for the weigh-ins and all of those kind of things but the end of the day, as I said, she's a little savage brawler when she gets in the ring. Omar, she's a savage brawler.
1: Listen, Gareth, this is actually going to run out uh, in about seven minutes. So, okay. uh, on that note, yeah, thank you very much for your time on this Sunday evening, and uh, I'm sure we'll do that um, end of year review uh, either this side of Christmas or before or after it. We'll do something, all right. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Gareth.